0: Welcome to Special Edition, a weekly look at the issues in the news and the personality shaping the stories.
4: Thanks for joining me on Special Edition. I'm Paula Dagnan. This week, we'll find out what you should do if you witnessed a crime. We'll also hear how registered nurses are being encouraged to take part in sexual assault nurse examiner training. We're going to take a trip to our local library and find out that it's not the library you remember from years gone by. We also have your invitation to a golf tournament to benefit the Hazleton Area Recreation Program. Starting us off, from the Wilkes-Barre-Scranton International Airport, Eric McKittish, Director of Marketing, Communications, and Air Service Development, and Denise Price, Assistant Director of Public Safety, join us with the details of the third annual Wheel Life Experience. Eric, tell us what's happening at the Wilkes-Barre-Scranton International Airport and don't leave out a detail. Uh, coming up on
0: Saturday, September 16th, the wilkes barre International Airport, we're going to host our third annual Wheel Life Experiences, family-friendly event, offers an up-close and personal opportunity for children and, and adults to explore air and ground vehicles uh, that are usually seen, uh, but not necessarily uh, you have the advantage of getting able to touch those vehicles. And uh, we're going to be having that uh, from 9 a.m. to 2 p.m. on Saturday, September 16th.
4: <laughs> I can't believe it's the third year already. It can't happen unless Denise is there as well. So, Denise, what is going to be happening? They're going to be, first of all, is there going to be anything different than there was last
3: year? This year, we're going to be having a car show, and Erica go into a little bit more detail about that. We're also going to have some food vendors, food trucks, which we've had last year as well. This year, we will have Merth, Mobile Diner joining us, and they do burgers, hot dogs fries, cheese steaks, which are Bob's barbecue is coming. They'll be doing their barbecue. And then we have Poppy's Kitchen and they do a Puerto Rican with an American twist style food. We will also have Balloons by Miss Becky. She's a balloon artist, and we will have a face painter for the children as well. And as far as the car show, Eric could go into more detail about that. He's a little more familiar with it. Well, then, Eric,
4: there you go.
0: It's actually going to be a vintage and classic car and motorcycle show. If anybody out there has a vintage car, whether you belong to a car club or not, as well as uh, motorcycles, you are more than welcome to join us uh, at the event. The cars are going to be $15 pre-registered or day of show, and motorcycles will be $10. They're not going to be for the touching of everything, but we wanted to get more vehicles into the event. And we think that this would be a a great way to do so.
4: Boy, are they beautiful to look at. Is that also happening there on the grounds of the airport, Eric? It's it's not going to be... On the runway, is it?
0: It's not going to be on the runway. It is going to be on two of our uh, aprons uh, that we put uh, general aviation aircraft on, uh, which there will be some aircraft on it for the event, but we're going to have a lot of cars and trucks and motorcycles and maybe even a hot air balloon.
4: Ooh, one that might actually go up and down or just there for everybody to see?
0: Just for everybody to see it's it's going to be tethered off. That is a possibility, of course, with hot air balloons it all is weather dependent.
4: Now, Denise, from your perspective, what has been some of the more popular things that you have had out there that especially either young or old or in between, they've all gotten up close and went wow, this is really cool.
3: That's everything that we've had. It's just because it's such a new experience for a lot of people. They see the things on the road, but they aren't able to see actually how they work and and the inside of it. So a lot of our vehicles, especially airport vehicles that we allow the kids to go into, they really enjoy that as well as the parents. The balloon artist is, of course, a big hit and the face painter as well. But I think all of the vehicles are really just very
4: entertaining for everyone to see. For someone who hasn't been there before, Denise, what would be some of those vehicles that they've actually been able to get up close and personal with that they wouldn't necessarily see
3: definitely our snow equipment which is very impressive when you get into it children love it our, our vehicles that we put out that the airport uses they get to blow the horns and get up and close and personal with them that's something that they really enjoy and it's something that they would not normally see because they're out here working on the runway
4: and also we're talking about other vehicles that are outside of the airport usage as well. What what else do you have?
3: We have the public transportation that came last year with the bus. And that was very entertaining for children and parents alike. We have a lot of the local first responders that come up with their emergency vehicles. And that is something also that you would normally get into and, and be able to see and touch
4: like they do here when they're at our event. And that's really a good experience for the children and the parents as well. Eric, there might be people listening who are saying, wait a minute, what date did he say? I have a flight out that day. Is this going to affect any of the airport usage?
0: Not going to uh, affect any of the flights going in and out of the airports. It is away from the terminal building, so it's not going to uh, affect any anybody coming up for a flight or picking people up for a flight. And it is, again, September 16th uh, from 9 a.m. to 2 p.m.
4: And is there a cost as far as, I know you mentioned a cost, and we'll go over that again um, when we talk about the car show that's now being added. But is there a cost in order to get into the event?
0: Admission is $5 uh, for anyone ages three and up. Two and under are free. For the car show portion, that is $15. That includes uh, the driver and up to three passengers in the car. And uh, the motorcycles are $10, uh, which includes up to two riders.
4: If someone is coming to get to the airport, is there special things about parking that we should know as well?
0: There will be signage uh, once you approach the airport. There will be a special parking lot and entrances for the event. And that'll be well marked once you you uh arrive at the airport
4: and denise you have the microphone there you issue the official invitation so that everybody knows where they're going and how much fun it's going to be we would like to invite everyone and their families to come out on september
3: 16th between nine and two to the airport to see this wonderful show and our new edition the car show and motorcycle show and they won't be disappointed they'll have a wonderful time it's a great
4: family event Thanks again, Eric McKittish and Denise Price from the Wilkes-Barre Scranton International Airport. Next Saturday, the third annual Wheel Life Experience. Now we're heading out on the Lynx, a golf tournament to benefit the Hazleton Area Recreation Program known as HARP. Executive Director Christy Provanzo joins us. Christine, for the love of HARP, and it's spelled F O R E. So, what does all that mean?
1: September 30th, we will be holding our biggest fundraiser of the year for Harp, and it's just appropriate to be called for the love of Harp since it's a golf tournament at the beautifully new renovated Sugarloaf Golf Course
4: tell us about Harp. What does it stand for and who's involved in it?
1: The Hazleton Area Recreation Program is a 501c3 not-for-profit. We started out in 2016 as just a youth boxing organization, but we've grown both in numbers and in services since then. Right now, we are a batting cage area, uh, a turf. We we went to most of the area, Little Leagues. We have a youth boxing program that teaches skills and drills. We have adult boxing. We have adult fitness and we will be accepting silver sneakers starting next month which is very exciting and we also have a functional fitness center and we also will be the site for the area's only public sensory room so we collaborate with other like-minded organizations like collaborative autism movement and we're going to be offering the area's only public sensory room so we can use it for parties private rentals therapists who may need it and that will bring into our fold the autism community
4: that is amazing. Now, just in case anyone doesn't know where the Hazleton Area Recreation Program is headquartered, give us that information.
1: Sure. We're at 600 South Poplar Street and we're in Suite C, so we're around the long back side of the building and we take up about 15,000 square feet of that building.
4: And you have, as you said, you've been growing over the years. How did all this get started?
1: In 2016, two friends, Sabu and uh, James Clement, were sitting around, and they just kind of decided that Hazleton was changing, and they didn't like what they were seeing on the streets, and the kids really had nowhere to go. The YMCA had closed, so they started a a youth boxing program. Uh, Years later, after COVID, I had closed my gym and was looking for some rental space and found them. And we just were a perfect fit. And then I took over as the executive director in December of last year. And we've been just growing programs ever since.
4: And continuing to expand and continuing to grow and who can take part in this, all these different programs, anybody in
1: particular? Absolutely anyone. So we we truly do serve probably um, 57% below the the poverty line of our area. We are bilingual. We've gotten some great grants uh, that are bringing technology into the center where we can can offer that. We have something that will translate right at the front desk in case there is a language barrier. We are putting in um, technology throughout the building so that they can do their workouts and in the fitness center we're going to be putting that technology into the sensory room for a homework station so we literally serve everyone from youth all the way up to 99 because we will be launching Rocksteady parkinson's boxing as
4: well and that is a wonderful program and then you also mentioned silver sneakers
1: Yes. So we did offer it at my previous gym. I was a co-owner at Core Fitness and it was something that is a great need in this area. I was a women's only facility. Now we are co-ed, which is wonderful. So we're trying to bring um, that older population out of their sedentary lifestyle and give them something to look forward to. It's a, it's a companionship thing as well as a fitness thing, but Silver Sneakers is a wonderful program.
4: Well, there's so much to offer and all of the proceeds from the golf tournament are going to be going to keep the lights on. So give us all the details of the upcoming tournament, the win, the where, the registration. You've got it, Christine. Just take it away. <laughs>
1: Sure. So it's it's going to be on September 30th. Um, there's multiple ways that you can do it. You can uh, keyword in for the love of harp and go to the Event Caddy website, and there you can either donate or you can sign up as a player. If that technology is all too much, you can just reach out to me um, personally. You can uh, link onto this podcast here, and we can talk about my phone number or my email, and they can just reach out to me, and then they can send me a check, and then I record that into Event Caddy. So with that, it's going to be. It's for a foursome. So it's $100 per person. And you get breakfast. You get food on the course. You get your beverages for the day. You get an Italian-style dinner. And there will be tons of prizes, fricky trays. You don't have to golf. You can come down and just check out the tricky trays and what we have to offer and all the grand prizes. And again, it's going to keep our lights on. So we we need it here. And where and when again? Sugarloaf Golf Course, September
4: 30th. And you don't have to pre-register, do you? Or can you just decide? You do
1: need to pre-register. So you can go to the event caddy and you can either register there as a golfer or you can donate as a sponsor. So there's a store link in event caddy, or you can reach out to me personally and then I can
4: put that information into that app. Is there a time limit on uh, registration? Two weeks out. So the second week of September, we will be cutting off. Well,
1: right now, I think it's 28th offers.
4: Okay. Well, we will get the word out for you. And while you have the microphone there, Christine, Give them the come on down. You need to get people there and have a great time and help out the HARP. Absolutely. Come see the great things that we're doing in your backyard and come and support HARP. Thanks again to Christy Provanzo, the Hazleton Area Recreation Program Executive Director, the program known as HARP. Find out more by visiting their Facebook page or app.eventcaddy.com. Coming up next on Special Edition, you might be very surprised when you find out just what's behind the door of your local library. Don't go away. Welcome back to Special Edition. When was the last time you visited your library? Rick Miller, the executive director of the Oosterhout Free Library and the system administrator of the Luzerne County Library System tells us, Now you don't even have to leave your home. And that's not all that's changed. Rick, it's a pleasure to have you here and nothing better than talking about the library because it's got so much great information. First of all, let's have a little bit of a background about what your role in the library is.
5: In my role, I am the executive director at the Oosterhout Free Library in Wilkes-Barre, but I'm also the administrator for the entire Luzerne County library system.
4: That takes in quite a bit because right off the top of your head, here's your first quiz of the day. How many libraries do we have in Luzerne County?
5: We have 10 libraries and some of the libraries in Hazleton and Oosterhout and Wilkes-Barre have branches. So there are 14 locations around the county uh, for people to visit their libraries.
4: A lot of times people will think, oh, the library, it's outdated with all of the fancy things that we have now. So what do you say to that, Rick?
5: Well, the library has a lot of fancy things, too. Actually, uh, although we're associated with books, and certainly they're wonderful and important, libraries are providers of information. We're social service. We are helping people um, that seek information, find it, whether it's for education, entertainment, or just to um, get some help filling out an application, finding a location, trying to find a business or a contact. So uh, we're still doing everything we've always done. We're just doing it in several different ways.
4: So for someone who may not have been to the library in a while what are some of the things that they would find? Because again, going back in my day, we walk in and there's this huge card catalog, the first thing right. that, you, that you're that you going to run into. And I bet you're going to tell me that's not there anymore.
5: You are correct. The card catalog has been gone for some time. It's replaced, obviously, by computers. So our catalog and actually in Luzerne County, the entire county shares a common catalog. Basically, we share every book, every item in our libraries around the county. So you just can check what we call an OPAC. It's the online uh, catalog, and you can check that from home. You can check it from your phone. You can uh, look at a red light when you're stopped in your car. You can, you can look anywhere. You can be on the other side of the world and think about a book you'd like to check out when you get back to Luzerne County, and it's all there. And if you live in Pittston, but the book you want is in Mountaintop, uh, we also have a delivery service. Six days a week, we run a van around Luzerne County, to almost every library and we deliver items not just books but DVDs CDs and increasingly objects.
4: I didn't know the library delivered did would I ever think I would live to see that day?
5: Yeah, we uh, we deliver. Um, we don't bring you hot food, but we bring you uh, hot reads and some great books and all kinds of wonderful things. But no, literally, we travel a circuit, 10 libraries a day for six days a week.
4: When people are, again, thinking about the library, especially children, we all went to the library when we were in school. Do programs like that still exist? And if so, how do they work?
5: They do. They certainly do. Obviously, during COVID, our in-person programming Even in-person visits were limited or non-existent, but we all have programs. Every library in Luzerne County uh, and virtually every library around uh, the nation has programs, not just for children, but for teens and adults. Usually you can find information about our programs online and you can often either call the library to sign up or sign up right there on the Internet. Sometimes we have drop in programs, and every library um, has a special need in their community. Um, They may have a history program, they may have a a group of very active homeschoolers, so they may have a program um, just for that. But we often also uh, share programs and ideas. Um, For example, there is a statewide resource uh, for every library that wishes to take advantage, and all the libraries in Luzerne County do this every summer. We have a common theme. And we all do summer reading programs around that theme. And like I said, many of us not only do programs for children, but we also do them for Adults, And we also do them for teens. You know, at the Easter Hut, we have a teen librarian. So we have someone that even specializes in in that really important demographic to keep them interested in libraries and reading and all the great activities you can find at your library. So really, we run the gamut of ages, but um, children especially, we still love to introduce children to books and reading really the the fun of learning.
4: And there's also other programs, too, correct, that are not just necessarily around the book idea, but you have, I've seen different places where they may have a special night for game night or they may have a special program. How about some of those?
3: Oh,
5: absolutely. Especially for teens. Um, Just two examples of recent programs that uh, we've had around the county, teen game night where teens compete in competition on um you know an xbox or an nintendo wii and those programs are important because they give first of all they give teens a place to go they give them a safe environment but the gaming itself is not to be dismissed because it does teach hand-eye coordination and it also teaches some other important skills that you pick up along the way Uh, comprehension there's a thought process that goes into these things and like anything too much is, is not good for you but it's really a great thing for uh, teens to get together and do. Uh, another program that I've seen recently, we had cake decorating, where we actually had a, a group of people come into the library and learn how to decorate cake. I don't think you're going to see any one of our participants on Cake Boss or in the aisle of your gr- local grocery store anytime time soon, but they learned some fun things. They, they made uh, cakes that looked like hamburgers or had pictures of tractors on them. So it was a lot of fun, but really things you wouldn't think of at the library. We have programs about uh, serial killers. We have programs about how teens can uh, get a license and the importance of having car insurance and uh, all those wonderful things that we all need to know as adults. But sometimes it falls through the cracks for teenagers.
4: For many who are in my age group, we are hearing you talk and say, geez, it closed at five o'clock or eight o'clock. And that was the end of it. There was nothing else that was going on. So what about that older age group who may be saying, Rick, come on, this isn't the library anymore. This has become something else. Has it been embraced with all of this new technology?
5: Actually, yes. A a lot of people do have that initial reaction, but when they see things and when they understand things, for example, some of us have lap time sit programs or toddler time programs. We actually close off a section of the children's library and we have educational play toys for uh, children, toddlers to get their hands on because at that age, you know, they're just learning to be mobile. So we keep them safe and we have some soft furnishings and, and toys that they can play with, but it's a, it's a learning experience. They need to have that sensory experience. So grandparents bring their children often. Grandparents are, are caregivers for their grandchildren. They're sometimes their great-grandchildren, even nieces and nephews. So it gives them an opportunity to come to the library to share things. Certainly for um, seniors and even older adults, we still have what they love about the library. Obviously, uh, the book collections are, are very important to a lot of adults that are maybe not so active with children at the time. But they just want to be able to read for leisure or uh, maybe they enjoy history or um, gardening books. So we, we still have plenty of those and they're very popular. But we also have those wonderful intergenerational programs that that people love, uh, like knit and crochet clubs, where you might have a 15-year-old being taught by a 78-year-old how to knit or crochet. Uh, We we really do have something for everyone. Even I have a hard time putting my head around some of the things that we do and all the things that we do sometimes.
4: Looking ahead now, Mm -hmm. what else can the library... uh, I mean, you've hit on so many areas that people would not have ever thought about. So is there anything else that's coming that maybe you can let us in on?
5: Well, we do have some exciting things coming up, actually. Um, This is the perfect time to... uh, tell you with September, it's National Library Card Sign-Up Month. So all of Luzerne County residents are eligible to receive a library card. They can either do that by going to their local library or they could even sign up online and we will send them one to their home. You can find the application at luzernelibraries.org. And since it is um, National Library Card Sign-Up Month, we want to give people the chance to get a library card Obviously, it's for free. Your first one is always for free. If you lose it, there is a fee, but we're waiving the fee. Every library in the County is waiving the fee for the month of September because we want to get cards into people's hands, especially children, as much as possible. In addition to that, we have a new online database coming. We have many uh, databases that are carefully selected and paid for by your library system so that people have access to good quality information. But our newest one that will be um, starting up early in September, probably after Labor Day, is Canopy. And basically, Canopy is the equivalent of a library's Netflix. So if you have a Luzerne County library card, you will be able to go to this database through your local library website. And again, it's called Canopy. And you will be able to actually receive, we're, we're starting out with five credits per month and you will use the credits to i will say rent but you know it's basically view a movie or a documentary and it's it's really an exciting thing you know for people that are uh, low moderate income or even those that are just trying to watch their budgets and and don't want to subscribe to an expensive streaming service the library is going to help you out and give you the opportunity to see some things for free and i should mention there are many of the popular movies and television shows and documentaries are included on canopy so it's not just some sort of b-list movie or or third rate uh, television show it these are all very popular current releases. And um, we also have a lot of educational things, like the entire catalog of the great courses. You can set yourself up to basically receive a free online college education by viewing the great courses. And there are a certain number of downloadable video items that um, do not count against your credits. So it's really going to be a great resource. We're excited. We're obviously, you could probably tell that we're working on it right now. So uh, we are in the process of getting it set up and ready, and we're we're really excited to innovate and roll that out to the communities.
4: Can you explain the idea of credits? How does that work?
5: Everyone that has a library card will receive five credits per month. You will use those credits. They're sort of like the equivalent of dollars. So I will say, Paula, you have uh, five credits, and you can use your a credit to pay for a, a movie say you would like to watch um, Desperado or um, Gone with the Wind, um, you'll be able to cash in one of your credits and, and rent the movie for a certain number of days. Usually it's three days to view it. And you can view it as many times as you like without using another credit. And then um, at the end of the uh, time limit, your, your movie will simply disappear and you'll be able to go ahead and rent another movie, documentary, uh, television show, whichever you like.
4: So, if you get these credits just for having a library card, can you get more credits, or are you just allotted those number for that month and that's it?
5: This time, since the library system does have to uh, pay for all the credits that we use, we are going to limit every card holder to five a month. So, there there is a limit.
4: That's still a great deal
5: on the first of every month that renews and you, your play credits will be back in your account.
4: They don't also hold over till the next month. If you don't get time to watch everything you wanted to.
5: Right. Okay. Well, we, we will definitely assess it and see how popular it is. I'm expecting it to be quite popular, but um, I'm hoping as many people as possible use it. And that's just one of our databases. We have eBooks, um, downloadable audios, So you can listen to a book while you're driving to work in the morning. It's just really an endless amount of things that you can find. I really encourage people with the ability to go online to look at their library website and see all the wonderful databases. Genealogy is very popular. We have a specialized genealogy database. It's just wonderful.
4: And I wish I could have a show of hands of listeners who said who uh, I could ask, did you know this about your library system? Yeah, what else? Is there do. anything else that I've left out?
5: I don't think so. Um, I think we were, we covered that pretty comprehensively. Uh, like I said, there are 10 libraries just about every corner of the county. And I really encourage people to go to their libraries or go to the library's website, check it out. Uh, if you need help finding a library, please go to the a library system website. It's luzernlibraries.org. And you can uh, pretty easily you know, locate your local library or a library you would like to visit. And we have some really just wonderful people in our libraries. I should mention that we have people that are willing, able, and trained to help everyone. So I just encourage people to take a look and, and see all the wonderful things that we have. We have things for learning. We have things for entertainment and just a uh, general life enrichment. So. It's just a great resource, and I hope people will continue to use us and take advantage of the library card sign-up month to get a library card if you don't already have one.
4: And now I know I could go to my local library and find this out, but I'm going to ask you because this has been one of those questions for many, many years. Oosterhout, Osterhout.
5: <laughs> it is actually Oosterhout. It, it's a Dutch origin, I believe. And we actually do include that in the staff training when we hire someone. It's part of our handbook. Ooster rhymes with rooster is actually in the handbook. That may stick in your mind and uh, hopefully be a help help to remember.
4: We'll get on the discussion the next time of wilkes wilkes Bar. We won't get into that one today. Ah, but that glad, one is
5: above my head.
4: <laughs> I'm glad you cleared that one up. Rick, this has been absolutely wonderful. So if anyone would like any particular information about any of these programs, I know they can go to their local library, but is there also, uh, I'm sure, that you must have a website.
5: Absolutely. Uh, Luzernelibraries.org is the website for the entire system, and it links to all the libraries in the county as well. So you'll find a comprehensive list of local libraries and their phone numbers.
4: So if you haven't been to your local library lately, you don't have to go there. They'll come to you. Thanks again to Rick Miller, Executive Director of the Oosterhout Free Library in Wilkes-Barre and the System Administrator of the Luzerne County Library System. Coming up next on Special Edition, we're going to get the word out for registered nurses to become sexual assault nurse examiners. We'll be telling you more about the program where and more importantly why it's so critical that more get involved on special edition
6: (sighs) spring is a time of renewal so why not refresh your home with a little help from blinds.com we make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact choose from premium blinds shades and shutters we even have options for your patio too
4: Now on Special Edition, we're going to tell you about Sexual Assault Nurse Examiner, or SANE Training. It's coming up, and registered nurses are being encouraged to take part. Sabrina Hannon, Medical Advocacy Program Coordinator with the Women's Resource Center, and Erica Thaxton, Medical Advocate for Victims Intervention Program in Wayne and Pike Counties, join me to explain why getting more nurses certified Is So critical and who they'll be able to help a very big welcome once again to Sabrina and to Erica and Sabrina. I'm going to start with you and have you tell everybody what you are here today to tell us about.
8: WRC and VIP are putting on a SANE nurse training. A SANE nurse is a sexual assault nurse examiner. Those are the ones who come in to do the forensic exams, otherwise known as rape kits. So throughout the state, we have a deficit of these kinds of nurses. Um, There's only about 80 registered throughout the state. And Pennsylvania is a very large state. And as you can imagine, most of those folks are concentrated in the very large cities like Philly, Harrisburg, and Pittsburgh, leaving very few for our county. So we are trying to start to bridge that gap by hosting these sorts of trainings to get uh, nurses in our area trained, certified And able to do these sorts of exams.
4: Erica, welcome. And let me have you explain how this is going to happen in order to get the folks that you need to you and how the SANE training is going to work. Any nurse that is a RN or
7: registered nurse or above is able to come and take the training. The training itself will span over the course of four days. We provide everything that is needed, including we have a grant uh, that is able to give us, you know, the training itself will be free for any of the nurses that come. But they will hear from various speakers. They will obviously go over anatomy, but they'll also delve into the emotional side um, of connecting with their patients, uh, using trauma-informed language and that sort of thing, as well as they'll hear from team collaboration of speakers, you know, somebody from children and youth or victim advocate and maybe a some sort of detective and a prosecutor so that you really get a full idea of what occurs when a sexual assault allegation is made. This year, we're also including and expanding it. So it's going to be including adult patients, as well as pediatric and teenage
4: patients. And sometimes we don't even think about that age group at all, right?
7: Exactly. And, you know, unfortunately, our minors are, you know, the most susceptible to a crime like this. And a lot of us, honestly, myself included, before I started doing this work, you don't really understand the full scope of what goes into, like, what resources and what's needed when something like this isn't even proven to have happened, but when an allegation has been made. And it's really important that we all understand the severity of this, these types of crimes, as well as not just the immediate effects, but... What about what that child or adult now has to go through the rest of their lives carrying or feeling?
4: There is a lot that goes into so many things that we are not even aware of at so many different levels. So, Sabrina, how is all this going to work? And is there still time for people to get involved or find out more information?
8: Yeah, absolutely. The first day of the training is September 27th, and then the second day is the 28th. So someone can register. Um, we still have we have about ten spots available still. So there still is time. We will accept people up until probably the night before, honestly, to sign up. Now most nurses, of course, will need time to take off of work. So I imagine we won't be getting any last minute sign ups. But it's being hosted at Hotel Anthracite in Carbondale, and the. The dates are September 27th, 28th, and then October 9th and 10th. In order to get certified, you do have to attend all four days. Um it comes with continuing education units, which again are all provided by the grant from all one foundation. And we're providing lunch and anything else, um, a little late like breakfast as well for those who are attending. So really if someone wants to get involved, um they can just reach out to us. I believe the link is on either one of either VIP or WRC's um, website. You can sign up if you have any questions, you can email us but other than that, other than signing up, you just have to
4: show up and uh, get your education. For either one of you who may want to address this, does it matter what kind of RN you are? Do you have to have a certain kind of background or... Or are you looking for it? Because I know you said that there aren't many that are out there. So what brings someone to want to get involved?
7: A lot of times the person who is the RN that is also certified SANE nurse, does not necessarily work in one specific department. They really can work anywhere. Right now, since there's such a shortage, it's not uncommon, especially in rural areas, for a patient to be told upon entering an emergency room that they don't have a same nurse available and they have to travel however far in order to get to a health system or a a hospital that they do provide that service. It's also not uncommon for a patient to be in the emergency room for hours waiting, you know, the same nurse was contacted and the same nurse has to come in, whether it's their day off or after hours or whatever it is. It just depends on where you live at within the state. So honestly, It's any registered nurse or higher. You know, it doesn't need to be a specific specialty or practice or anything like that. Anyone with an active RN license is able to take this course and will greatly benefit not just their jobs
4: now, but their communities and the state as a whole. Speaking of counties... Your particular county is probably one of those because it is so spread out in population.
7: Yeah, and we, I believe last time, and Sabrina, correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe last time when we offered this training, which was two years ago, I want to say we had eight participants or eight nurses from within the county in which VIP and WRC serve. And I believe at the end of it, we had two had active nursing positions within those counties and they are no longer there. So it was a total of 10 nurses that
8: completed the the training. There were eight from Lackawanna and two from Wayne hike in Susquehanna. No one was able to come. It was during COVID still. So it was very difficult for hospitals to the time to come to the training, but out of everyone that went through that training, there's maybe one or two nurses that are in this area. That's the other thing. Once someone is trained and gets their certification they're more desirable to other hospitals so you know they might get a better offer from a larger city
7: so on and so forth
4: so once they receive this training they can go ahead and help out Anywhere that they would be needed then?
7: Correct.
8: Yeah. Some will go on to work for like children advocacy centers, doing volunteer work. It it really broadens what they're able
4: to do. And if someone in one county didn't have one, they could put them on call kind of in order to go to another county and again, be there and, and be able to help.
8: Yeah, we do see that within some healthcare systems, larger healthcare systems like Geisinger, for example, who are in multiple counties. They have something already within their system where same nurses would be on call. So you might have someone who shows up in Scranton needing a same exam, but they have to call and you know, someone in from wilkes because no one's in the Scranton location, for example.
4: Well, this is certainly something that I did not realize that there was a specialty such as this and that you are looking for people to fill spots. Who wants to be the one to say, we want you to come out. Here's where it is. There's where it is. Erica, Sabrina. When you Sabrina saying to go ahead and get registered through our websites
7: or our social media information has also been shared but if nothing else please just reach out to Sabrina or myself whether you call the office or send us an email and we'll definitely get the information to you that you need. The training itself is September 27th to 28th. And then again, October 9th and 10th. And it'll be
4: at the Anthracite Hotel in Carbondale. Anybody who's interested, check their calendars, get in touch with you. Anything that I've left out, ladies, that you want to make sure or just reiterate so that people will understand and how important it is. The only other thing that I would say is that SANE Nurse is
7: not just for the rape exam itself. A state nurse will collect forensic evidence for law enforcement to investigate and try to bring the perpetrator to justice. They can also serve as expert witnesses if necessary in court, again, to help bring that person to justice. But the big part of it is they are such an integral part of the emotional support Yes, you know, us as victim advocates, we provide that as well. But this type of exam and everything, this is such an intimate exam and it's traumatic. Not only the original assault, but the whole process is traumatic. So the more people that we have that is aware of that and the more people that we have to help a patient cope and go through that, the better off the overall experience for that patient will be. And the only other thing
8: that I will add is that we know that a majority of sexual assaults go unreported, that they are not even showing up to, you know, the emergency rooms to receive medications that they might need. So what they found is areas that have more sane nurses and the community knows that they can go there to the medical facility to get the exams, Um, The more well-known that is, the more people are likely to show up. So it's almost, it seems like there's an increase in numbers, but then when you check your local sexual assault center, uh, crisis center, you know that it's not that the numbers of sexual assaults are increasing, it's that patients um, feel like they actually have an option to get help. Same nurses are
4: incredibly important. Thanks once again to Sabrina Hannon, Medical Advocacy Program Coordinator with the Women's Resource Center, and Erica Thaxton, Medical Advocate for Victims Intervention Program in Wayne and Pike Counties. And again, you can find out more about that upcoming SANE training by visiting both their websites or their Facebook pages. Next on Special Edition, what would you do if you witnessed a crime? Pennsylvania State Police Trooper Anthony Petroski with Troop in Hazleton is here and he's going to explain to us exactly what we should do. It's always good to know what to do when things happen and especially when you're in a situation and your adrenaline is pumping and you sometimes don't know what to do. And in this day and age Trooper Petroski of cell phones and social media, what do you do? if you see a crime taking place.
2: So what we want from community members is to be the best witness that they could possibly be. People are out and about, there's more eyes in the community than there are police officers, so we appreciate the help. But you gotta remember, you're not police officers, so what can you do? Be a great witness. Get a good description of the person, the vehicle, the color of the vehicle, the make the license plate, if you can get a picture, get a video, the more information that we have, the easier it will be and the quicker it will be to find the person and Deal with them, arrest them, take them to jail, whatever the case may be, but don't approach because you know what? Somebody who might be under the influence of a controlled substance, they might not be in the right state of mind, they could be dangerous. So we don't want people approaching, trying to make any kind of citizens arrest, anything like that. We want people to be good witnesses so then when we show up to do the job that we swore to do, we have a lot of information in case that person is still not there.
4: And along the same lines, we often hear, if you have any information, if you know anything about this, in order to contact Pennsylvania State Police. So what happens in that situation? Maybe you do have information. So what happens next?
2: Yeah, a lot of times people think, well, you know what? It's none of my business. I don't want to get involved. But you know what? If you have information that can help law enforcement fix a bad problem in the community, solve a crime that's been going on, something that just happened, maybe to a neighbor out in public pass that information on. It doesn't necessarily mean you're getting that involved, but you're giving us good information that can help our investigation. You know, too many people nowadays say, ah, you know, I don't have time for it. I got too much going on in my own life. I don't want to get involved. Please, if you have something, call us. And you know what? You may think it's the tiniest piece of information, but it could be huge for our investigation. So don't hesitate. Give us a call so we can follow up on that information.
4: And the same thing goes for when we get an Amber Alert And it says that they're looking for thus and such a vehicle, the person in the vehicle. And again, that's another situation where people may say, isn't that the vehicle that they just talked about or I just saw on the message board?
2: Yes. Specifically Amber Alerts. We want people to pay attention to those. We get the notifications on our phones. We see the sign on the side of the road. And you know what? Many times there's been Amber, Amber Alerts and in Northeastern Pennsylvania, the person and the child have been recovered. And you know what? A lot of times they're from New, jo- New York and New Jersey and you know where they end up in Northeastern Pennsylvania. So. Honestly, we need people to pay attention to those. And if you see the vehicle and you're driving, call 911 and provide information. You could stay on the phone with 911 while you're driving to give them up-to-date information and location until a trooper arrives and gets the vehicle or the person in custody. So again, you know, don't say I'm not involved because we always have to look at it as what if that was a friend or a family member of mine? What I want people to help out in today's day and age, we need more people to help other people. Even if you don't know them, that doesn't matter. You could still help out somebody you don't know, do the right thing, pass the information on to us.
4: And what happens if you don't want to get involved for fear of retribution? Well, that's another thing. And you
2: know what? You got to do what's right. We give people the best information we can to tell them, hey, pass this information on. Give us the information that that you have so we can get somebody in custody and we will help them out any way we can. We can't make people do this, but you know what? You got to do what's right and you got to make the best decision for you in the end of the day. And typically what that is, is passing the information on because you know in your heart that that's the right thing to do.
4: Can you do it anonymously?
2: Of course you can. If somebody calls up and says, I have information, but I want to remain anonymous, great. We will take the information because that's what we want. We want to be able to close out our investigation, arrest somebody, help people in the community. So if that means somebody wants to call us with anonymous information, no problem. We'll take
4: it. And when they do call Pennsylvania State Police, are they calling a certain trooper? Are they calling the barracks? Do they call 911? Again, many people never see that side. So sometimes that may be enough to just scare them off because they don't know what to do.
2: Sure, you know what? They could call 911, they could call the barracks directly. A lot of times it'll be a news release put out by me and it'll say contact the criminal investigation unit at Troop and Hazelton and you could just call to have information in relation to this specific case and the dispatcher will then either take the information down or pass you on to another trooper to be able to tell that trooper the the information. Just call 911 if you're ever hesitant, you don't know who to call and they will route you to where you need to go.
4: Pennsylvania State Police Trooper Anthony Petroski with Troop in Hazleton.
0: Thanks for listening to Special Edition, a weekly look at the issues in the news and the personalities shaping the stories.
6: <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too.